Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandweke.com. And now, here's Dr. Ferdinand with today's message. Hi, my name is Dr. Ferdinand Mweke and I am your host on Living Truth. Thank you for joining me on this program and I hope you can help me to share with friends and other persons so that they also can tune in to Living Truth and benefit uh, from the teaching of God's word. I coordinate Eternity Ministries and uh, its training arm, which we call Truth Institute. Eternity Ministries is not a church, so my goal is not to make you a member of my church. I don't pastor a local church, so that's not my goal. My goal is to equip you with the life-changing truth of the word of God, balanced truth that will help you to guarantee victory, help you to maximize your destiny, and to serve God effectively. That's uh, our job at Eternity Ministries. Now today at On Living Truth, we will be continuing our study on the benefits of kingdom citizenship, which we began uh, with last in the last um, uh, broadcast. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he said, he said, but seek first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then what is going to happen? He says, all these things shall be added to you. What was he talking about? He was talking about all the things that people worry about. So he says, therefore, do not worry. saying, what shall we eat? And what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Then he said, for after all these things. So you see all these things. He said, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. See, you see, he's repeating all these things. And then he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. See, my dear brother, my dear sister, my friend, listening to living truth. You are not going to get all these things because you are chasing all these things. <laughs> As a child of God, you are going to get all these things because the king adds them to you. He gives them to you. Do you know that the race is not the swiftest? Eh? It's not the person who is quickest that arrives first. Accidents happen to people. It's not the person who is smartest that is the richest person in the world today. Time and chance and opportunity happens to people. But if the king himself decides to favor you, are you following that now? Of course you are going to work hard like other people, but the king himself will make sure that all these things are added to you. In Later in the book of Peter, the servant of God wrote that his divine power the king's power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He is still talking about what Jesus said here. Mm -hmm. Peter said, according as his divine power has given to us all things, everything that pertains to life and godliness. This is 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. He says, God's divine power has given to us how many things? 
everything that we need for life, everything that we are ever going to need on this side of eternity, and everything we need to please him, we need for godliness. His power has already given them to us because he has called us to his own glory and virtue. So you see, it's not that you are not going to get what to wear, what to drive, where you to go to school, the money that you need, and all of those things. It is simply a question of priorities. You see, if you put money, number one, as your priority, you know, the Bible says money answers all things, but <laughs> you have to read the context of that scripture for you to know that there are certain problems that money cannot solve. I mean, your health, for instance, there is only so far that money can help if somebody is sick, but a point comes where your money is not able to help you. So, the point I'm making here is that, is that if you prioritize money and you put money, eh, somebody said, seek first the kingdom of money, and then all the other things will be added to you. That is an evil, evil statement. Because money cannot add salvation to you. Money cannot add the life, eternal life to you. Money cannot protect. Money cannot, a point comes, even rich people lose their lives. Huh? Money cannot bring peace in your spirit. Money cannot bring harmony in your relationships. Of course, money can help as you give gifts to people. But the point is, when you put the king first, then he can add other things. But if you seek other things first, the kingdom cannot be added. That's not the way the equation works. So, there are benefits of kingdom citizenship. You remember that David in Psalm 103 said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And do not forget all of his benefits. So there are benefits for serving the Lord, for walking with him. And he says, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, and who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now, there's a statement I made in the last broadcast, which I think is still very appropriate. That statement is, when the king takes over in your life, the king inherits your assets and liabilities. Can you imagine the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Can you imagine him inheriting all your liabilities for all time and eternity? Look, as I look at myself and as I look at human beings, we are bags of liabilities. But where is our asset? In fact, I think the primary asset that Jesus inherits is our bodies, which he now makes his temple. And don't forget that he was the one that created our body in the first place. So it all belongs to him. But when Jesus takes over in a life, he takes over everything. And there's an example of that principle in scripture. And it's found in the story of Joshua and the Gibeonites. Now, you see, Joshua was a mighty warrior. He was the one that succeeded uh, Moses as leader of um, the nation of Israel. And he was the one that God used to cross them over the river Jordan, as well as to distribute you know, the inheritance to the tribes within the promised land. So, but in Joshua chapter 9 verse 1, several other kings were fighting against Israel. In Joshua chapter 9 from verse 1, he says, Now, when all the kings west of the Jordan heard about all these things, you know, the victory that Jordan, that Joshua had over Jericho, 
the victory of the Israelites over the city of Ai, when they had all these things, you know, those of them in the hill country, in the western foothills, and along the entire coast of the Great Sea, you know, when all these people, they came together to fight against Joshua and against Israel. But then there were these people called the inhabitants of Gibeon, the Gibeonites. Now, instead of fighting against Israelites, the Gibeonites said, we are going to take a different course of action. I call it innovation. <laughs> you see, I realized that I don't have to do what everybody did. I don't have to approach a problem the same way everybody approached it. All these kings, the people of Jericho, they fought against Israel. All of them died. The people of Ai fought and they lost their lives. The, then these other kings now gathered to fight. What tells you that by following the same example of people that lost, you will not lose. <laughs> so innovation is important in life. There are times you have to ask yourself, what can I do differently? I don't have to do this thing the way everybody is doing it. What can I do differently? And these people of AI, they innovated. And because of that, they are still alive till today. You know what they did? When the inhabitants of Gibeon, this story is in Joshua chapter 9. I don't have the time to read the entire story, but I encourage you to read it. When the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they walked craftily. They said, look, force and power, violence and fighting these people is not going to work. Oh, let us look for another system. Eh? This one said they cooked up a ruse. They decided to use trickery. They say, if we can't beat them in battle, maybe we can deceive them. Maybe we can be cunning and crafty. You see, they decided to innovate in a way here that took the Israelites by surprise. Joshua was expecting people to come and fight. But these ones came and they surrendered. They deceived the Israelites. And you know what happened? The Bible says, after they finished their story, Joshua signed an agreement with them. Oh, the story is found in verse, in verse 14. It says, so the Israelite men partook of their food, but they did not consult the Lord. So after these people finished their story, telling Joshua that they are coming from a far country and, you know, look at our shoes, look at our clothes. They are old. We have been traveling. We heard of how great you people are and the victories that God has given to you. So we just came to surrender. Sign a peace accord with us and we are your servants. We, we surrender. We are your servants. So the Bible says, the men of Israel partook of their provisions, but they did not ask counsel of the Lord. They didn't ask God. You see, when people come to you with all kinds of stories, remember to ask God. Their stories may look very straight and perfect, but remember to ask God. Eh? That woman that you want to marry, remember to ask God. The man that is asking for your hand in marriage, don't just look at his car and look at his house and look at his place of work. Remember to ask God. The reason is because it is not all that glitters that is gold. You also have brass and you have some other versions. The children of Israel, they did not ask God. And they didn't ask God, they went and signed a treaty. That's in verse 15. So Joshua made peace with them and he made a covenant with them to let them live. And the rulers of the congregation swore to them. So they swore to the people. They said, okay, yes, we have accepted you. You are from a far country. You are our servants. They signed a peace accord. The Gibeonites surrendered to the Israelites. And now the Israelites are ruling over them. 
This is important. So note the surrender because that begins to show you what happens when we surrender and we come under the authority of the king. Now in verse 16, the Bible says, it happened at the end of three days after they had made a covenant, this peace treaty with them, that they discovered that they were neighbors, that these Gibeonites were their neighbors and that they live near them. But now you have signed the treaty. So you can't cancel it. So of course, that treaty was binding because you can't say to God, oh God, you know, uh, the Gibeonites deceived us. So now we are going to cancel the treaty. No. So Joshua simply made them servants of Israel. They began to become, they became uh, fetchers of water and people that gather firewood. Now, you know what happened now? All those kings heard that the Gibeonites have signed this agreement with the Israelites. So you know what they did? They gathered to fight against the Gibeonites. And the story is very interesting. All those kings gathered to fight the Gibeonites. And you know the wonderful part of this story I'm sharing with you is that the Gibeonites, who were mighty warriors by themselves, they did not go to fight. You know what they did? It's in Joshua chapter 10. The story is in Joshua chapter 10 and verse 6. The Bible says the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp in Gilgal. They said, Joshua, Joshua, do not forsake your servants, so come up to us quickly. Come and save us. Hey, all the kings of the Amorites that are in the mountain, they have gathered together against us, so don't forget that we are your servants, so hey, Josh. <laughs> you know, I love this. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> These Gibeonites, they were calling on Joshua. Joshua, hurry up. And you know what happened? The Bible says Joshua marched all night uh, with all the people of war. They marched all night and he told them, he said, don't be afraid. I, I am coming. I'm coming to fight your battles. And God gave victory to Joshua. And Joshua killed and, 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 and destroyed all these enemies of the Gibeonites. Why? Because the Gibeonites, we are now servants of Israel. Do you, do you get the point? The Gibeonites have signed a treaty of surrender. They are no longer masters of themselves. So they don't even own their own battles anymore. Whoa, my brother, my sister, my friend, this is powerful. Can you imagine a surrender that now means that you no longer own your battles? Your battles don't belong to you anymore. That's what the Gibeonites enjoyed. So Joshua came and fought their battles because they had signed a treaty of surrender. Can I say something to you? The devil is making a mistake. Do you know the mistake he's making? He's coming against you after you have signed a treaty of surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are no longer by yourself. What if these kings had attacked the Gibeonites the previous week before they signed this treaty? Wow! They would have been on their own to face that battle. They would have had to fight the battle by themselves. But this attack is coming after the treaty. Listen, everything the devil is coming, bringing against you now, is coming after your surrender to the Lord Jesus. So, the battle is not your battle. The battle is the Lord's. And he will give you the victory. Amen. So, we are seeing that the benefit of kingdom citizenship is that the king takes over your assets and your liabilities. The king takes over your battles. He will fight your battles. And when the king takes over your battle, my friend, the king himself is a 
mighty man of war and you are going to see his great deliverance now the king is taking over your battles in jesus name and victory is guaranteed for you amen now don't go away when i come back after the break we are going to see further the benefits of kingdom citizenship Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com Dr. Ferdinand will be back after this short break. Join Dr. Ferdinand and other servants of God for Living Truth Life every last Sunday of the month. Brings up for life-changing teachings, prayers, and ministrations. Dr. Ferdinand is not a church pastor, but a teacher of God's Word. You will be nourished with the Word and equipped to maximize your destiny. Venue, Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Akko Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Time is 4 p.m. For books, CDs, and other materials, visit our office at Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Akko Estate, State Airport Road, Abuja. Listen to Dr. Ferdinand online at our website www.eternityministries.org. That is www.eternityministries.org or call 081-066-06076. That is 081-066-06076. Dr. Ferdinand welcomes a partnership to help spread the solid truth of God's word and to keep living truth on the air. Call now. 081-066-06076 or email fetnan.nweke at gmail.com Hi, welcome back to Living Truth. Now before the break, we've been looking at the benefits of kingdom citizenship. The, what belongs to you because you belong to the king. And we have seen that our king takes over our assets and our liabilities. Just like Joshua took over the battles of the Gibeonites. So, in the same way, the Lord Jesus Christ takes over the battles, either with sin, with temptation, with forces of darkness, with witches and wizards, with life itself. Whatever battles that you're ever going to face in life, they are no longer your battle. They are now the Lord's battles because you yourself, you are under the authority of the king. And anyone that touches you, touches the apple of God's eyes. The person is with what belongs. Do you know, as soon as you surrender to the king, don't you remember that in a kingdom, the king owns everything and the king owns everybody. So now, picture that you are now kingdom territory. Picture that now you, are, you belong to the king now. You understand? Just see yourself as property. King's property. I think that all of us believers, we should have a label that says king's property. Keep off. Royal property. Stay away. The reason is because now that we are royal estate, we are we are royal property. Anybody that touches you is touching what belongs to the king. And it will be the king himself that will fight that battle. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, this is the great benefit of kingdom citizenship. You receive the nature, the life, the light, the peace, the attributes, the character, the holiness 
of the king himself because now you are born of the king you have the nature of the king but apart from that you now become the king's property you belong to the king you belong to the king you are a member of his household and because you belong to the king the king himself inherits all of your battles don't forget the summary of this benefit is all these things the lord jesus christ said seek ye first the word is first you see a lot of people are seeking the kingdom of god but they are not seeking it first first that's the important word they are first you see god is not so much interested in what you seek as he is in what you seek first first you see the word first connotes priority and when you make the kingdom your number one priority oh the king himself will make sure that all these other things are added added to you they will be annexed to you the king will guarantee that he will make sure that everything you need is provided because you have put him first now um we, we are looking sometime past in the kingdom series at the government being upon the shoulders of our king. That scripture is in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the prince of peace so note he says unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder so he is the king we will place the government of our lives the government of our bodies the government of our families they will not be upon our own shoulders we are going to surrender to him and place the government of our lives and of everything that concerns us upon his shoulder we are going to come under his government now look what the bible says he tells us his names and these names are not empty names they are his qualification for government what are his names wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace the king of kings the lord of lords now verse 7 now tells us he says of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end see what is happening here because the prince of peace is now in government the bible says his government will continue to increase until it fills the universe but as his government is increasing his peace will also be increasing you see when the prince of peace is in government then you can expect peace as a benefit of the government of the prince of peace when the miracle worker is in government is in authority imagine that you have surrendered your entire life to the miracle worker the wonderful one then you can expect wonders why is that so because he is not being called wonderful for nothing <laughs> and by the way wonderful means wonderful 
wonderful, full of wonders. <laughs> That's who he is. So because wonderful is in authority, wonderful is ruling over you, then we can expect wonders. You see, a lot of us are looking for wonders and miracles, but we don't want to surrender completely to the king that is wonderful. The king of wonders. Oh, how I wish that you will allow this king to take over completely. You will put him first before profit in your business, before the pleasures of your body, before the opinion of other people, uh, before the desires of your heart. Put him first. No wonder the Bible says that if you make God the number one desire of your heart, he himself will also give you the desires of your heart. Why is that so? Because you have put him first. So when we put him first, then we can expect the manifestations of his government. We can expect the benefits of his government to be ours by virtue of the fact that now the king is first and the king is in place in our lives. So everything is included in this benefit. All the promises of scripture, they belong to the citizen of the kingdom of God. And the king himself, you know the greatest benefit that we have as citizens of God's kingdom is that we ourselves belong to the king and then the king has also given us himself as our inheritance. What a benefit, what a blessing. And so my friend, uh, bless the Lord and don't forget all his benefits. When things seem to crowd around you, don't forget the benefits and don't forget that some of those benefits are not automatic. You have to Activate them. There are some of them you have to claim. Some of them you have to take a stand in faith and say, this is my benefit. This belongs to me because I belong to the king. And then you are going to see mighty manifestations of the power of the king working on your behalf. And so, are you ready to make him king over your life, over all that concerns you? Are you ready to seek him first? Don't forget the word first. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as king in my heart. Forgive me. Wash my sins away. Receive me as your kingdom citizen. And give me power to walk with you all the days of my life. From today, you take first place in my heart. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray for my friend listening to Living Truth. I ask that every benefit of this kingdom government will be manifested in his or her life now, in Jesus' name. Receive the benefit of healing. Receive the benefit of forgiveness. Receive the benefit of protection. Receive the benefit of answers to your prayers. Receive children now, in Jesus' name. Receive opportunities straight from the king, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I want to encourage you to stay tuned to Living Truth and don't forget to encourage other people to stay connected. And if you need to see me, maybe for some counseling needs or for a matter for prayer, uh, I would be willing to see you. And also, if you would like to partner with me in keeping Living Truth on the air, we welcome your support and your partnership. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Living Truth today. We believe you've been blessed. Connect with Dr. Ferdinand on Facebook, facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. That is facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. 
or call 0808-793-5270. That is 0808-793-5270. Or visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.fredernandunweke.com for more resources and to sign up to our Living Truth Podcast. Until next week when we bring to you another edition of Living Truth. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains become. And your power shone.